Hello, Lafayette, and welcome to the LPI podcast, where we talk about Lafayette schools, the LPI Education Foundation, and what your donation supports for our teachers and children. My name is Adam Welcome. I'm the host of this podcast for LPI, and also a father of two children, currently at Spring Hill Elementary. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today on the show, we are so excited and in for such a treat to talk with the students, the actual students, the young adults who run the student-led newspaper called Blueprint at Akalani's. Today on the show, we have Jamie, we have Lizzie, we have Ella, we have Keith, and we have Mrs. Moore. Natalie, thanks so much for being here. There are some people that are not on the show today that we wanted to give a shout out. The other, other editors-in-chief, uh, Binti, Sergio, and Kaylee, and also Stella, who is not here, but thank you everyone for all the work that you do. There are 62 journalists in two different classes at Akalani's uh, that contribute to this, uh, to this amazing online newspaper. And I'm sure you're wondering, how do I access the Akalani's Blueprint? Exactly that way, akalanisblueprint.com. There are so many articles. Check it out, read, share with your friends, and have conversations with your neighbors and your own students about what the uh, high school students at Akalani's are, uh, are talking about. So we have so many people on the show today. We're going to start with Mrs. Moore, the advisor. Can you tell us a little bit about Blueprint? What is it? What is the history? Just kind of break it down for us. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam. Um, and a special thanks to LPI for being interested in Blueprint, supporting Blueprint um, in all ways. So Blueprint is a student-run um, organization, and we are card-carrying members of the free press here in the United States of America. Um, we operate under Ed Code 48907, which means that students have the right to decide what they want to write um, and publish it with um, advisors who are there to lead them along the way. I'm lucky enough to be one of those advisors. Blueprint has a rich history. And since Akalani's began in 1940, Blueprint has been publishing the whole time, <laughs> up until now, which is pretty incredible. Um, the former advisor was Larry Freeman. Wait, 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 wait. 80 years this newspaper has been publishing? Is that, I mean, I, I didn't major in math, but did you just say 1940 and we're in 2020? Is that 80 years, Natalie? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, gosh, that is, that's just outstanding. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Very proud. Um, I have several copies of the blueprint from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's kind of fantastic. Um, so, so blueprint was advised by the illustrious and infamous Larry Freeman, who was a staple of Aquinas High School, home of the Dons, for many decades, and really created the program that we enjoy today. Um, he is a staunch advocate of ethics-based journalism, which is the tradition that we carry on today, which means basically we publish things that will enhance our school community, will bring balance and thought and discussion to everyone within the Akalani's community. And it is our duty to elevate voices of people of color in our community and to be sure that we as a news organization um, really show everything that's happening in our community. So it's a huge responsibility that our student journalists take on. We publish eight issues a year plus a um, literary magazine. So eight print issues a year and one literary magazine and every issue has lots of articles in five different sections. 
Um, and we work year long on the, on the newspaper and go through eight different draft cycles for each one of these issues. So that's what our student journalists do. Um, one of the best parts is the mentorship of the program. Our journalism two and three students mentor our journalism one students, teach them how to do um, this job. And um, kind of, I don't want to say indoctrinate, but that's what it's like um, <laughs> into the Blueprint family and, um, and what ethics-based journalism is and why um, our voices are so important, not just in our community, but in our nation and in our world. I love that word, indoctrinate, maybe coach, lead, liaison. So something you said, Natalie, was we write about everything. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that means that you and your students don't shy away from topics that might be a little controversial or in the news. And uh, before the show, we were talking about just some different articles and some different ideas. And we're going to get to that a little bit later on. But um, if you're listening right now, but if you could picture a journalism teacher, that is Natalie Moore just looking at you. I was in journalism in high school. I was I had the honor of writing for my newspaper. So uh, Natalie fits that bill. I can tell you, everyone. sorry, Miss Moore, there's, there's students on the podcast. But speaking of students, we have so many students that I want to hear from. Jamie, why did you get involved with this paper? Why, why do you want to be a part of this? So my older brother actually went to Akalani's and he was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, and he had a lot of friends that were in Blueprint. Um, so he would always come home with copies and I would read it. And I just remember always being so incredibly impressed with the work that Blueprint did. Um, and then as a freshman coming into the school and continuing to read that product, I just knew that it was something I wanted to be a part of. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. Lizzie, what are your thoughts? Why did you get involved? So like Jamie said, as a freshman, I read a lot of Blueprint. I thought the articles were so amazing. And also as a freshman, I know I wanted to do something different from the writing I was doing in my English class. So I thought, oh, sophomore year, maybe I could take this class and, you know, explore this different form of writing. And so I joined and here I am. I'm really enjoying the different types of writing I've had the opportunity to do aside from, you know, the typical analytical essay in English class. So I think it's so great. Yeah, I love it. So I have lived in Lafayette for 10 years and my daughter who's in fourth grade at Spring Hill, we've had kids in the schools for five years. And before, before I was prepping for this podcast, I had never heard of Blueprint. So we have Jennifer Palmer and Laura Kate Ruka, Ruka on the call, who are the liaisons for LPI. We also have the president of LPI, Jennifer Martell. My challenge to you is to get the word out about Blueprint to the elementary schools and to Stanley. Uh, my background is in education, and it sounds like there's a theme. My older sibling or when I was a freshman, I want my children, if they are um, able or we are able to read some of those articles, just to also know what's happening um, in the high school. And I know information is power and it is hard to get out information. Nobody wants one more newsletter, but some type of uh, liaison project with the elementary schools, I would say that's where I am right now, I think would be, uh, would be beneficial because if you're not listening to the podcast and you don't have kids at Alkalani's, how, uh, how do you know about these amazing students? And, the, uh, and their advisor and these amazing programs. So we also have Ella, who is the print arts editor and one of two liaison editors. Ella, why did you get involved in Akalani's Blueprint? Um, I actually remember in eighth grade, a bunch of like Blueprint students came to Stanley and did sort of like a this is Blueprint thing. 
And initially I really wanted to be a photographer and I didn't want to be a writer. And I saw some of like the example photos and I was like, that is what I want to do. And then I got to Blueprint and I just did writing and then the rest was history, history I guess. And I really enjoyed it. So that's kind of how I got there. Isn't that just such an amazing feeling when you see that? Because I think if you can see something, you can be something. And when you see something, that opportunity in front of you, and it's presented in itself, and it just connects in just a special way, you know you want to be a part of whatever it is. Natalie, the advisor, what was your, I want to be a part of that moment, if we could go back in time? Or do you remember what, what made you want to be a part of, of the blueprint? Because this is a big tradition, 80 years, we're, we're not messing around here. Uh, what was your moment that you knew you wanted to get involved? Well, I think I've always been, that's a great question. I think I've always been clamoring to get a hold of Blueprint since I started teaching Akalani's 14 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I had been involved in journalism at Northgate High School where I taught previously, um, and also in New York where I had taught previously as well. Um, and I think journalism is such a fantastic um, place for students to express free thought. And so as an English teacher, um, I kind of saw this, this way to expand my role of teaching of writing uh, and also to become a, a different kind of mentor and advisor to students. This role is so different from teaching. Um, and it's a role that has opened up so many possibilities to me in my career. And this is year 21 of teaching for me. And the idea that I can still feel excited and fresh about what I'm doing, it's really exciting. <laughs> and again, as I like to say to the kids, I just work here um, in Blueprint. And part of the role is just supporting these students and what they're doing. And I think when I saw how Larry did that, um, and I worked with him closely for two years and kind of saw how, how Larry supported students and, and was able to push them and challenge them and then celebrate their successes with them. That's something I could not miss out on. So um, I definitely went to Mr. Bell very early on and said, when Larry is ready to move on, I would love to do this. And it, luckily he agreed. <laughs> I love it. You saw it and you went after it. Now we've heard from the advisor and the students and, you know, kids, we're going to get back to you, but I also know how important it is for uh, to having supportive adults uh, as part of the equation. And we have Jennifer and Laura, who are the parent liaisons uh, from Elpi to Akalani. So Jennifer, what, does, what role do you play? Uh, how do you get involved in Blueprint and, the, and what kids are going? And then working with Jennifer Martell and Elpi. I mean, there's so many different uh, things kind of in the air. Can you talk about your role? And also, why did you want to be the liaison and even get involved in the first place? Hi there. Sure, this is uh, my 10th and my family's 10th year here in the Lafayette schools. Um, I have two freshman daughters. And so I'm actually new to Akalanes as a parent, um, although I've been at the other schools. Um, I actually, so I don't know a lot about Blueprint. That's why I'm on this call today and looking forward to learning more about you. I was a journalism major at Chico State. And so I took lots of news and magazine classes. And um, so, I love what you guys are doing and look forward to cheering you on and promoting you. Um, as for Elpi, I'm just happy of being in the schools for 10 years. I realized um, through my PTA work that, and parents club work, that Elpi is so valuable and all the parents' money that comes into Elpi, how valuable it is in our schools and that we need it. And I'm happy to give my time to making sure that um, it's utilized at Aquanis along with Laura Kate. 
Yeah, 100%. And I just got to give a shout out to Chico State. I am an alumni. Go Wildcats. Jennifer, super awesome. Class of 2000 right here. Communicate. Um, I'm not even going to tell you my class. Okay. Don't, don't <laughs> need to. It's not that important. We both went to Chico. That's what's important. Laura, talk about your work with Pi and just being a liaison. And at high school, there's so much going on. Uh, what are your thoughts about the program in general? Yeah, so this is my uh, my fifth year um, as school chair at Aqualani's, and uh, my daughter graduated. She's at Chico. This is her freshman year. So um, yeah, go Wildcats. Um, but I also have uh, twin sophomores. So one of whom is, uh, this is her first year on Blueprint staff, and she's super excited to be there. Um, and last year was kind of our first year. We had done some, uh, a little bit of support for Blueprint, but last year was a big year for us because um, Ms. Moore came to us and said, hey, you know, we have this literary magazine that we want to want to publish and we also want to try to change the format of the, the, um, the newspaper. It was a sort of a, a double fold big um, format and uh, it was costly. So we brought it to the board and they said, yeah, that sounds like a great use of LPI resources. And so we got really involved and it was so fun to see the transition and the kids, the writing's just the quality of the writing is amazing and I love reading it. So, and as you're the, um, the literary magazine was beautiful. So I'll let the kids talk about that though, but yeah. Yeah, so speaking of Azure, um, Ella, what's the difference between Blueprint and Azure? Can you kind of just give us, um, what are the differences between the two publications? Well, the major rundown between the Blueprint's art section and the Azure is more that the Azure was kind of put in place just to sort of um, help kids express themselves like solely creatively. And it was um, sort of like if anyone wanted to submit their writing or anyone wanted to submit their poetry or photos, they could do that and like have their work in something physical that they could see. So it was more for aesthetic purposes when a lot of the arts articles they relate to pop culture and art and what's going on in the community, but they're a lot more nuanced. So they always have, you know, sort of undertones of like, I don't know, social justice or stuff that needs to be changed, that kind of thing. Awesome. So I'm thinking about your future. You're in high school and uh, you all, the four of you are closer to going to college or joining the workforce or whatever it may be. And in 2020, this is, we're in interesting times right now, but with that being said, there's also so many more opportunities than when I graduated from Chico State 20 years ago. We just live in a different world. And thinking about your future, how do you see this experience impacting your future? Lizzie, what are your thoughts on that? So if you asked me this question when I first joined Blueprint, I'd probably say something along the lines of like, oh, strengthening my people skills, which is true. Like, I think it definitely has, like, I've done things like call random people, which I, you know, before this was very scared of doing. But like, now that I've done it a few times, it's just so much easier. But like you mentioned earlier, we're in like, you know, interesting times right now. We're living through a pandemic. Everything is distant. And I think that's one of the main factors that I'll take away from this class is learning how to operate remotely when you're not in person physically seeing people. So for the past two issues, we've been doing everything remotely from our own personal computers. And I think that's really teaching me just 
future, just working from home, maybe. Um, we don't really know when this pandemic's gonna end. So I think just learning how to communicate with others and putting together this final product that we have is just, I think that's really, really valuable for me right now and me in the future, so yeah. Yeah, Jamie, what are your thoughts on uh, getting ready for your experience in the future with Blueprint? I think that one of the wonderful things about Blueprint is that all of the skills you learn there are just completely translatable to anything you wanna do in life. Um, like personally, I'm, I'm applying to colleges as an archeology span major, but the skills I've learned in Blueprint have, will, are completely translatable to that. So you learn communication, you learn leadership, you learn how to be flexible and roll with the punches when stuff doesn't go right. Um, you just like learn to work as a cohesive unit, especially, and the, the ability to write clearly will take you far no matter where you go. So I think it's an amazing um, program for anyone, even if you don't wanna be a journalist. If there are any recruiters or HR executives that are working for any companies in the Bay Area or across the world, we have four amazing applicants for you right here. I have probably never spoken or interviewed more articulate young adults ever. So I don't care what you do, what job, what career, it doesn't matter. These companies will train you. We have four people here right now. Keith, what are your thoughts on just the experience and looking to the future? Uh, I definitely think that one of the skills that I've gotten uh, to learn a lot about and become better with is like time management. I think if it weren't for Blueprint, I would not be as good as uh, with time management, uh, just because there's a lot of a lot of uh, times where you know it might be something that I thought was due one day, but it's due a different day, and I kind of have to scramble a bit uh, and, and things like that where. I think that's really going to impact my future where I'm going to be better with uh, managing my time. Yeah, time management, especially in college, is very important. So awards and recognition are always important. People love to be recognized and given awards. And word on the street is that Blueprint has won some awards. Lizzie, tell us what, uh, what you all have won. So... Thank you for saying we have won a bunch of awards. It means a lot to us that we've been recognized in this way. Um, recently, we won a few awards from the American Press Association, if I remember correctly. Um, so that was pretty great. It was a few first places. Just congratulations to us. Really proud of us. But, you know, aside from that, I think awards aren't the only goal for us as a publication. To a certain extent, it's nice getting like, you know, a shiny little plaque saying you did great for this certain thing. But at the end of the day, I think what matters is that we're putting hard work and effort into these articles that we're writing that we're truly passionate about. And I think that's just so important. I think not losing sight of that is also just so important. You know, not getting tunnel visioned onto just one award and remembering that you know, we're here to spread, you know, important messages. If I'm like translating well. Um, yeah, I just think it's so amazing what we do is just loved and supported by the community. Um, so yeah, hopefully that <laughs> I express myself well of, you know, going further than awards. 
If you couldn't tell, Lizzie was smiling from ear to ear the entire time she was answering that question because awards are important. And I think to take it to another step, awards also make an individual, a group or, or an organization work even harder. And I think this group has that in them. Sometimes people will get an award or some recognition and they stop because they think that they've made it. But after talking to Natalie and Jamie and Lizzie and Ella and Keith, I am confident that you all are not stopping. You are continuing to forge ahead. What's next? What article? Let's break that story. Let's talk about something that's maybe controversial that maybe people are uncomfortable talking about. Ella, let's talk about something that may be controversial. What is a story or a photo or just a conversation that y'all had recently that maybe would be perceived to be controversial in La Mirinda that you all were like, you know what? We are journalists, we're doing this. What was something that has happened recently that you all talked about? So two of my staff writers, shout out to Miller and Kyle, um, they proposed a story about a rapper, Lil Baby, who basically made a song with a bunch of lyrics pertaining to fueling the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And I think that stories like that are really important because, you know, uh, like especially with what's going on like with just the Black Lives Matter movement and how they've just grown and like exponentially like over the course of quarantine and like due to certain events because of George Floyd and stuff and I think that it's just like really important that even though something's controversial like we can still get the story out and we can still you know push through and show our views and everything so yeah sorry that wasn't as eloquent no, that's 100%, you know, from the heart. And I think that's a huge piece of journalism. And sometimes people, um, it's okay to not be perfect because nothing is perfect. And Ella, just you all in Blueprint and Azure taking on these conversations. And I think that goes back to something that uh, Natalie said earlier was we, we write about everything and we don't say, oh, people may not like that. There may be some, some friction to that. I think it's, uh, I think it's really important. So uh, how, how do you all determine what articles that you all write as, as an organization? I can imagine there's a big whiteboard maybe or a doodle pad online and you're thinking and talking and weighing this and that. So Keith, uh, what's kind of the process uh, for that as a, as a student in the class? Uh, so we all start, everyone in the class will write down story ideas for each section. And uh, once, once everyone has gotten their ideas down on this like 30 to 40 page document, uh, Google document, uh, then all the editors will go around and pick some of their favorites, pick some of the ones that they think are the most important. Um, and then we will assign those stories to different people. Yeah, perfect. Jamie, what, what's your process? Anything different or uh, kind of what's that process for uh, choosing what to write about? So I think that that process is um, honestly one of the most important parts of the draft cycle. It's the first part of the draft cycle. Um, and it's the one that you base your entire paper off of. So if you don't have good story ideas, your product as a whole won't be good, no matter how good the writing is. So I think it's really important that everyone in Blueprint collaborates in that stage of the draft cycle. Um, so you have all your first years putting down story ideas. You have section editors highlighting ones that they think are good. And then you have the print editors in chief going through and like selecting finally 
the ones that we think would make our paper the best it can possibly be. So it involves everyone and it's like incredibly collaborative. So it's one of my favorite parts as well. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna project here that one of your favorite parts about Blueprint is if people didn't know, this is only a, a newspaper. There's eight issues throughout the year, but last summer, everybody still worked and was contributing and writing. Jamie, tell us what happened uh, this last summer. So this last summer was our first time continuing to put out products over the summer. Um, and that's due a lot in part to our amazing online editors-in-chief, um, Stella and Kaylee, um, because that's the platform that we're able to use during the summer. Um, we don't have the resources to put out a print product during those summer months. Um, but with everything that was going on in our community, um, with the Black Lives, Ladder, uh, Black, excuse me, Black Lives Matter movement, um, with the protests, with the pandemic, it was too important to pass up um, an opportunity to write about. And our paper like, knew we had to cover that. Yeah, you know, big shout out to all those people. Thank you for working over the summer. And I, I, I'm gonna project again, it wasn't just because of all those things, it was just because of the hard work and the dedication and, you know, Natalie Moore, the advisor, I think that all goes back. I know that all goes back to the teacher and having that person that is that guiding light because you are the inspiration in 80 years at Akalani is just, is such a powerful thing to think about. You know, tradition is, is important and it's, and it's powerful. And um, yeah, and speaking of tradition, Elpi is having their 40th anniversary uh, this year. And we have Jennifer Martell on the call also, uh, Elpi's president. Jennifer, talk about the Elpi tradition of 40 years and um yeah go through that well um thanks adam you can look for some more information coming soon we're getting ready to launch uh our 40th anniversary campaign and um we have talked to people that um founded the lpi board um and people through the years um that have helped our organization so there's a lot of exciting information coming out soon which i don't want to spill the beans on but it is coming yeah, don't spill the beans. You'll have to listen to the next podcast. And I hope that there are people that don't live in Lafayette that are listening to this podcast and they're thinking, I need to call my realtor and buy a house in Lafayette because that's the exact reason that my wife and I bought our home 10 years ago when my wife was pregnant with my now fourth grader because we knew without even knowing all the amazing things that are happening in Lafayette schools. I mean, we have Jamie and Ella and Natalie and Lizzie and Keith and we have liaison parent reps, Laura, Jennifer and Jennifer. And uh, my heart right now as a parent, but also as an educator is absolutely full. With that being said, I wanna have some real talk on the podcast right now. The, the prospects for jobs are changing. It is 2020, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are working from home. People are leaving from California. We have fires and smoke. I mean, as we talk right now, the smoke rolled in yesterday just from more fires in California. And thinking about journalism as a career, as a child, we used to get three newspapers delivered to my house every single day. I read the newspaper from my phone every single day. So what are, maybe Natalie, you can speak to this, what are the job prospects or even majoring in journalism uh, in 2024 for students that are interested in this type of work? 
Thanks, Adam. I'm, I'm proud to say that in the history of Blueprint, we've had a lot of students go on to journalism school um, out of our Blueprint program. And, um, you know, there will always be a need for the free press in the United States of America. We definitely saw that yesterday with the release on the New York Times. Um, and uh, the New York Times deputy editor's amazing letter about the need for um, for transparency in the press. And so I think when we're thinking about about raising student journalists and prospects, um, these these students can do anything they want if they can harness the power of the word. And that's what journalism is all about. And so whether or not these students decide to go on um, to become journalists or decide to go on to become archaeologists and artists and mathematicians. Um, they have this incredible experience of collaborating on a product that they're so proud of. Um, and I think, you know, being in this moment during this time is also very important. And I can't state enough how thankful I am to LPI for supporting our program and just how thankful I am to our students for continuing to show up and being so inspiring. Thank you all so much. Harness the power of the word, Jamie and Lizzie. Harness the power of the photo, Ella. Harness the power of the video, Keith. Those are powerful. Young adults, you are powerful. 30 second closing thought, Jamie, go. I would just reiterate what Ms. Moore said, um, that we can't do what we do without the support of the community. And without the support of LPI. Um, it has been so incredible to see how our paper has grown and changed um, with that additional support. It's, it's incredible. So thank you so much for everything that you do for us. Keith, 30 seconds, closing thoughts, go. Uh, just once again, to reiterate, thank you to the community. Thank you to everyone in Blueprint. Um, issue one is on the Blueprint website right now, the full PDF. I would recommend everyone go read it. Akalani'sBlueprint.com. Ella, closing thoughts, go for it. Um, I just wanna say that I think it's really special that we get to have so much support and an organization like this that allows us to write about what we want and to pick our own ideas and to really have these creative outlets because I think that some schools school districts are as lucky. And so once again, with Jamie and Keith, I would just like to say thank you because without all the support, like we wouldn't have this opportunity to have such an amazing program at our school. Thanks, Ella. Lizzie, 30 seconds, closing thoughts, go. So like everyone was saying, I just want to say thank you to our community for supporting us, but also, you know, being comfortable and confident enough to for reaching out to us and maybe telling us things that we can improve on and stuff like that. Um, we also wanted to say that if you are interested, you can still buy subscriptions from us and we will send you a hard copy of Blueprint to your house. So you can contact us on our website and we can organize, set up, payment, all the fun stuff for you. So you can get a hard copy of Blueprint. So Lizzie, to clarify, they go to akalanisblueprint.com and where on the website can they find that information to subscribe? Oh, I see it on the right-hand side. No, that's via email. Lizzie, tell us how do we subscribe because I need to get this delivered to my mailbox. So you can click the contact us and then just send an email saying that you would like a hard copy subscription and then I can 
reach out to our business manager and set everything up from there. Okay, awesome. And I think I'm gonna gift some copies to my neighbors because more people need to read this. Natalie Moore, advisor, teacher, beacon of journalism, 30 seconds. I'll even give you a minute since you are the advisor. Final thoughts. Um, thank you so much. Um, I, I just, I want everybody to make sure that you've heard of what our students have to say. Um, I, I can't state enough how, um, how grateful I am as a teacher to work with these incredible students. Um, and student journalism is the, um, the voice that we need right now. Um, nowhere else will cover local things, local angles, as well as Aklani's blueprint. I can say that with confidence. Your East Bay Times will not cover what is happening in Lafayette um, with as much depth and thought as our student journalists will, nor will the New York Times. Um, we are a community-based organization and we are proud to deliver um, articles of interest to our community specifically. And really with the decline of press journalism, the decline of written and print journalism, Blueprint kind of exists to fill that void. And again, I am so proud of all of our students and I'm so honored to be a part of this program. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> oh, my heart is so full. I do not have favorite episodes, but this is my favorite episode. Having kids talk about what they're doing with teachers and parents and LPI, there is so much in the news that is not positive. That is just negative. If you need some positivity in your life, please share this episode with your friends, with your neighbors, with your realtor, so we can get more amazing people in Lafayette, even though there's not many houses on the market right now. Uh, you know, in summary, again, Jamie, Ella, Keith, Lizzie, Natalie, Jennifer, Jennifer, and Laura, thank you so much. Thank you everybody for all that you do for our students, for our teachers, and for our community in Lafayette. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. Now for a special message from LPI Executive Director, Beth Goldberg. Hi everyone, and thank you for listening to the LPI podcast series. We hope you are enjoying the conversations and learning about the impact of your donations to LPI. If you wanna hear more, please subscribe. We will continue to roll out conversations with experts in our community so you can hear firsthand how our students are benefiting from your support. Without an education foundation in Lafayette, we would lose incredible programming that expands opportunities for our students. So please visit lpi.org and donate an amount that is meaningful to you. If you have questions or hot topics you'd like us to talk about, contact LPI at office at lpi.org. Thank you and stay tuned for the next podcast.